Thank you for listening to Casda EdCasts. In this special episode, we are lucky to be joined by Ricardo Luis Greveli, a senior at Schenectady High and a member of their teen advocacy group. He discussed the teen advocacy group's work in the context of student voice and empowerment and shared the process behind the development of a newsletter he published to celebrate National Hispanic and Latin American Heritage Month. Thanks for talking to me today, first of all. Yeah. Um, so you want to talk about the teen advocacy group? So last year, um, this was during my junior year, of course, um, I started, you know, looking in at the Roots Club and, you know, stuff like that. And I said, well, we really never had this at the school because I came from a private school. Um, at the school I used to go to, and you know, I dealt with a lot of, like, discrimination and stuff over there. And I really, like, wanted to express my opinions about this school and, like, how to make it better because there was no way to do that in my previous school. So here they really, you know, hone in on student voice, and there was no student voice where I came from, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Um, and two kids that used to be here, um, you know, they, they're really the ones that, like, got me into it. They were like, oh, listen, there's, there's a few groups over here at the school that, you know, basically get that, that I think you'd be interested in, and, you know, like, your voice would be, uh, you know, would actually, like, help us in a, in a lot of scenarios. Um, so they basically got me to go to a lot of these Roots Club meetings, and also they got me circling to the Teen Tech D, which was, was called at the time, now it's Teen Advocacy. And, you know, I, I, it was, I started halfway in last year, and I've been in ever since, and I've just, you know, loved it. <laughs> I guess that's pretty much it. What are some of the primary issues that the teen advocacy group kind of advocates for? Yeah, um, yeah. so uh, one of the things is, uh, like, last year, and uh, we we had a meeting with Mr. Spring. That was, like, one of the biggest things uh, last year. And a lot of people had, like, different um, things that they wanted to bring up. Some were for athletics, some of the other stuff. But what we really tried to hone in on and try to express is that um, awareness and problem-solving for a lot of the issues that we not only face in, you know, this district as uh, people that are from Schenectady, but also issues we face from outside perspectives from other schools and how people view Schenectady and also how, um, you know, how we we try to solve these issues like um, we met with Niskiuna after the one you know uh, scenario that happened with uh, Niskiuna soccer team so um, we uh, together because we've also had problems with Mohan in the past we wanted to basically bring in our two sister schools which is you know uh, Monison and Niskiuna and we brought them here and you know we we talked about some of the things that go on over at Niskiuna with a lot of the um, students of color uh, at Niskiuna and with a lot of uh, teachers and administrators over at Niskiuna as well along with Mahanasen and we talked about these issues and we built like a strong relationship with these two schools now that where instead of oh uh, you know F Schenectady F Niskiuna it's more like trying to we were trying to bridge a gap there and I think there's like a lot of understandability between what we're trying to do here and the stuff that Niskiuna is also trying to do over there and same thing with Mahanasen. I think no, that's, that's interesting. And uh, so really, it's about, it's about trying to build relationships with student groups and other schools to oh, sort yeah. of talk about issues of, of race yeah. and discrimination. Yeah. And, and so what is, what's the role of like the adults facilitating that process? And like, what are you as a student mm-hmm. looking for from an adult or a teacher who's involved in that process? 
So uh, we actually have two teachers that help the teen advocacy group because um, I think one of the most important things is my father's actually a teacher at the school district, and one of the most important thing is things are is that uh, the teachers have a voice as well because um, the teachers are here to teach, and I feel that getting their opinion inside of things that happen within the school is really important. The problem is is that I don't feel enough teachers you know, come in and voice their opinion on sometimes. I'm not sure if it's because they're scared or there's something going on with the district. And that's one thing that I'm going to actually, you know, start bringing up a little bit more. I brought it up in actually the board meeting as well that we just did. Um, uh, some teachers that I want to hear voices from, um, they, they don't really say anything. And I don't know if it's because, you know, they're afraid or if it's anything like that. But um, we do have a few teachers here that actually help us, Miss um, Schaefer and uh, Mr. Wyman. And, you know, they help us basically, you know, look at these things. Because without the teachers, you know, these students couldn't really run this thing. I don't think it would be as big. But um, in terms of looking for them to, like, facilitate and, you know, like, how they, like, you know, like, help us and, like, if they were looking for, for anything else, honestly, it'd be, like I said, more teacher voice. You know what I mean? I feel like we get maybe like three or four people that like really like teacher uh, voice in the context of like building and district policy or teacher voice in the context of like how they talk to you i think that um i think district policy and stuff like that i think that there's certain things like um one of the biggest problems that we have here at Skynet is hallways right um, what, what do you mean by, by like the problem with the hallways? Like? Uh, all right so let me run it let me basically make it like this uh, a lot of kids on different ways they feel differently um, skip class for maybe it's because you know they they don't want to see a kid or they have a problem with the teacher or something like that um, so one of the things that we actually were trying to do is trying to bring these kids in and you know like talk to them and like what what's going on and stuff like that these kids that basically walk around the hallways. So by hallways, you mean like kids walking in the hallways during class periods? Exactly. Okay. But it's not like three or four kids that you see maybe once in every like three hours of class. It's like 25, it's, it's, it's 30 kids. Steady traffic. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And and that's one of the biggest things is that during class and trying to learn and the, being in those learning environments. And, you know, the problem is, is that I don't we don't want to single any kids out because we don't know where they're coming from. We don't know what's going on at home. And we don't, you know, you don't want to sit here and discipline a kid if, you know, like they're being abused at home. You know what I mean? And that's one of the things I look at. So in terms of like hallways um, and like one, that being like a problem and that I would want to hear teachers' opinions on is that uh, how do we basically fix that? Like how do you, like how does a teacher look at that problem and how, like how would they basically go go about solving it or is there any solutions that they can offer where we can talk about them amongst in a circle you know what I mean and which is one of the things we do here as well you want to tell me a little bit about your role in facilitating circles yeah what, you know what do they what do they do for you in terms of like developing your voice mm -hmm. as a student advocate and what do they do for the participants um, so yeah, I would love to talk about circles. Um, so I was brought into circles again last year, um, and that was actually one of the things that I didn't believe too strongly in. And um, the reason why is because you know I, I came from a very disciplinary school where 
mm. everything is discipline. And me, to me, circles like talking about her feelings and stuff like that didn't really like sound right to me like at the time. Hmm. But I actually grew into it. So I wasn't on board with it in the first. So you were, place. you were more you were used to more of a traditional power structure, right. traditional like you go to the principal's office yeah. and then detention kind of thing. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't think like the whole touchy-feely thing was for me, but what I didn't understand is that the power basically circles can bring. You know what I mean? Um, circles is basically, for anybody that doesn't know, I'll just explain it. Uh, circles is basically our way of having um, a, a democracy or like a, a meeting where um, everybody gets to talk and nobody can talk over you as long as you have like a, a talking piece. We just passed this thing which is we call a talking piece around a circle could be a stuffed animal could be a stress ball who knows right and they voice their opinions or they voice problems or solutions again uh for topics so one of the topics we had last year was um these posters that we started to hang up around the school um they were controversial posters and you know how, how a lot, so um one of the posters that we actually hung up was a uh a poster I, i'm not sure if it's still up anymore but uh uh, it was a, a poster of a, a black kid mm -hmm. um, in basically behind bars in front of a prison in handcuffs with holding a pencil. And the idea of that, um, the idea of that poster itself was basically to bring awareness to the school system and how systemically that um, people of color feel racism in, you know, like in the world, you know what I mean? And how some people view school as they go from right out of school and they don't feel prepared enough, people of color at least, don't feel prepared enough. And what ends up happening is, and you look at the statistics, a lot of these kids of color from school become incarcerated. And that's just, that was basically what the poster is entailing, but a lot of people... So it's a depiction of the school to prison pipeline. Exactly, right. and, exactly. And so how... How did kids react to that poster, and how did the adults in the building react to that poster? Was it similar, different? Yeah, so um, we, we wanted to hang up posters last year, and one of the biggest things is that um, the students actually picked out all the posters. And one of the ones that we wanted to do was like exactly was exactly that was mm -hmm. to get that idea across, and we thought that that would be one of the strongest posters. So every student is actually the ones that picked the posters. It wasn't any of the teachers. What was the process? Was it like a vote or? Oh yeah, it was basically a vote. Um, okay. We we all we all basically agreed either uh, basically in favor of you know put it, hanging up um, these certain amounts of posters in the actual school and um we did it in a circle and you know it worked fine we we all came to the consensus that it was a good idea um but the problem is, is that we never told any teachers uh, and a lot of teachers got offended I, and yep. i think i think uh they a lot of teachers did not know it was from the students and they thought it was actually from other teachers in the school so we, we, we really sh try to shut that down as fast as possible by saying, um, yeah, this is from us and this isn't from, whoever, from those teachers that actually basically bought it and, and got the funding for it to hang up the posters and actually maybe even hung up the posters with the students. It's not just from them, it's from the students themselves. I guess that's... Did that help them kind of understand or accept that a little better? Like the mess, accept the messages maybe a little better? I, I, I think there was, I think it was, it was probably one of the worst it was probably one of the uh, one of the, the worst probably few weeks of um the teachers uh, and the misunderstanding but i think once a lot of teachers heard that it was from the students they were interested because 
we really we really haven't done anything like that bigger or, or anything controversial in the school. Like we never hung out uh, hung out posters and circles were relatively nil and they were tight, so um, they were compact. Like that we were, weren't really doing them like how we do them now and how we have a lot of teachers actually like to do circles in their classroom, whether it's for a circle for how they feel about doing this one test and certain questions and how they would answer the questions within a circle. So now a lot of teachers are actually on board with it, but at the time, they're like, what's teen advocacy? Is this a whole bunch of teachers basically putting this together? Hmm. You know what I mean? So earlier you talked a little bit about um, like teacher voice mm -hmm. and maybe do you mean like more of a, a dialogue between teachers and students? Yes. Is that sort of where? Hundred percent. A little interruption there, but yeah, Sorry. I I a hundred percent think that's that's what I want to do. Um, so you think that like the dialogue that you think that if there was more dialogue in place, maybe like there mm -hmm. wouldn't have been that sort of misunderstanding. A hundred percent. Yeah, I think that's Sorry. that's really that that really would like. Puts the nail, uh, puts the nail in coffin right, because so. it's that. That's what we're trying to do. Is that we're trying to not exclude anybody's voice because we believe the student voice is very important. But we also want to hear from the teachers because the teachers talk amongst themselves, but they really don't talk to us. You know what I mean? And um, one of the things that we're actually trying to fix here is that. Um, us as students, we have the teen advocacy group, and teachers actually have their own version of it called the CRC. And I wanted to bring this up because um, yeah, yeah, this they, 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 they had a problem with these posters last year, although some of the members did because they didn't know what we were. And we haven't had much dialogue between the two of them, but now we actually are be, uh, having a teen advocacy group and the CRC at the CRC meetings, which is uh, are all these teachers on this basically teen advocacy it's a culturally group. responsive committee, right? Yeah, That's exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and we 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 didn't have much um, we didn't have much communication between these two groups that are basically essentially actually doing the same, same work, thing. right? And the problem is, is that we were going at each other for like the stupidest reasons because they didn't think that. They didn't think that we were doing it. They thought it was the teachers doing it, and they didn't really think that the student voice was there. They, they mm -hmm. just thought it was a whole other uh, group of teachers that were just basically trying to put up things. And I've had disagreements with some CRC members in the past, you know what I mean, uh, especially about, you know, like National Latin uh, Hispanic Month. But um, one of the things is that we're trying to, you know, bridge, uh, build bridges on gaps, right. you know what I mean, and not, and not build, put borders up. So we have that communication with people like the CRC. We have that communication with other teachers that are not necessarily in the CRC. As a student, like, so, so having this voice in this, like, advocacy space, like, has that had any, like, impact on you as a student? Um, yeah, but I, 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 I thought it, I think it's a great idea. I, I mean, I, I still love it. That's why I'm still here, obviously. But, um, but I think that having the, having a voice is really important. I think that more schools should take this into account. Um, like I said before, I'll go back to this. Uh, I, I came from a school that is, um, there isn't much student voice there. And if you try to advocate for yourself, even, and um, as simple as thing as a haircut, one of the things that they made me do over at this other school was um, they made me cut my hair. I couldn't have my hair curly. They, they made me brush my hair, put gel in it. And it was in order to be, quote unquote, presentable. So um, one of the things is that I, I try to go against it. I know it's not like that now because there's other people that are running it. Um, I heard there's been a few changes in terms of policy and the code of conduct, which I am so happy about. But the problem is, is that 
those people are still there that told me I had a, you know what I mean? And the, the student voice isn't really at that other school. And one of the things I loved about here is that the, I, I had my hair, you know, like all brushed in like the beginning of the year. And I'm like, dude, and everybody was like, why don't you just like grow your hair out naturally? Like back when we were like in elementary school, because I, I went to elementary school in with a lot of these kids I go to high school with now. You know, and I'm like, well, I was told for the last few years I had to cut my hair to look more presentable and I had to straighten it and all these other things. And they're like, they dude, straightening it? Yeah, they, they had me put like a relaxer? Right. Basically, they had oh. me they had me basically either combing it back or brushing it forward all the time. And they had me put gel in my hair. Uh, one of the times that they actually made me shave my head in the office because I had uh, too much hair and I, I didn't get a haircut basically wow. during the weekend. Um, they have people, you know, like shave hair, you know. Um, you know, it, whether it's facial hair, whether it's mustache, but um, they take hair very seriously. They, the more presentable you look, quote unquote, or the more military you look, is the better, I guess. <laughs> so I mean, but for from a from a student voice um, aspect of from this school, going from that to this, that's important to me. You know what I mean? And having that student voice, I think, is important to everybody here and and being able to be a voice for other students as well um there's been times in the past uh so i think there's one of the things is that we have uh, a prom originally set on uh ramadan which is which is a holiday um so one of the uh girls expressed this opinion but she didn't really think she had a voice so she went to another teen teen tech divas teen agriski now um about this and she brought it to uh, mr spring she brought it to a lot of the principals and we actually moved from further away and further back towards more towards the end of the year so we can have that and people uh, that are muslim can go to that you know what i mean it was a big thing and for me for being a voice for uh, other people who are Hispanic and Latino that don't come to these meetings and don't think that they have a voice or are too shy to do that, I think that's like really important for the community itself. So, this seems like a good time to talk about the uh, the newsletter that you put together for yeah. Hispanic Heritage Month. Yeah. So, so what what did you put in there? Why did you put it in there? Like, the, I saw you had like a reading list in there. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Like, so let's talk about some of the elements and and what your thoughts thoughts behind that were okay so uh i i thought one of the most important things is that um this is literally called national hispanic slash latin american month um one of the biggest things is that i want to people to know what's the difference between being latino and what's the difference between uh latinx and what's the difference mm -hmm. between hispanic so um one of the biggest things is, is that i wanted to express um being hispanic so being hispanic is from a spanish-speaking country uh, any Spanish-speaking country could be in Latin America, South, Central America, right? Could be the Philippines. Yeah, exactly. So um, if you are Hispanic, you're just from a country that's dominant. The language is Spanish. Okay. Um, and then from being Latino is just what you identify yourself as. So if you are Latin American, um, you can be Jamaican, you can be Haitian, you know what I mean? You can be um, Guyanese and be Latino. You may not identify as that, but that, that's just... Re that's just um, Geography, but uh, for Latinx is the gender-neutral term. Uh, okay. Latinx came out, I think, in 07 is when mm -hmm. the term was basically first put in uh, by an NYU professor that uh, uh, identified as gender-neutral, and that's an important term for the LGBTQ community that don't identify as Latino or Latina, and they identify as Latinx, and that's a complete, that's a really important term.
How important is that language for, for people who identify as part of a community, like having, like seeing other people in a school actually like take the time to mm-hmm. understand that language? So I, I, I think one of the most important things is that is that here we have a large Caribbean population. Okay. Uh, everybody's either, you know, uh, speak Spanish, they speak uh, French, like Creole, or they speak um, like, you know, Portuguese or something like that. We have a very Caribbean, you know, population here. And one of the biggest things is I think that this month really speaks to everybody that pretty much goes to school here. You know what I mean? And I think that um, as a as a person uh, being Hispanic, um, Dominican, Puerto Rican, Costa Rican, um, I, I think that's that's really an essential part of being that. You know what I mean? I, I think that's an essential part of covering those topics, of of uh, covering the difference between Latinx. Because I myself don't identify as Latinx. I just identify as Hispanic Latino. You know what I mean? Because I'm not, you know, part of that community. But at the same time, that's important for people who are Latinx. And that's an important to term be, for people. To be visible and to be exactly. represented. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I, I think that um, one of the one of that one of those largest things of um, expressing that to people um, in school um, was important. Uh, we got some pushback, you know, from uh, some teachers. Um, we got pushback from actually one of the CRC members, um, uh, and I, I, I spoke to her, and. You know, uh, one of her things was that she didn't want to basically, she has a lot of Latin friends, which uh, is what she was saying, and she was speaking for them, and she was saying uh, she didn't, um, what's it called, she didn't want to, I forget what the words she used, but she didn't want to celebrate colonization of, um, Hmm. by using the word Hispanic. So (laughs) for people who are Hispanic, know that Hispanic is really a new term for people who are for a Spanish-speaking country. Originally, that was just for people from Spain, Mm -hmm. and now it's for people that are all over the world that's just from a Spanish-speaking country. So she didn't want to... In her mind, she saw that as validating a legacy of colonialism. Yeah, yeah. and you know, and that's I, interesting. I, I, I get the I, I get the I, um, I get the idea of that, and um, I think that that's that's really important. But I don't think you can remove that because as our heritage and where we come from, being Hispanic is an important part. Because a lot of people don't identify themselves as Latino, like people from Equatorial Guinea are in Africa, that's a Spanish-speaking country in Africa, right? So I think that, and those people are Hispanic, but they're not Latin American, or they're not Latino, you know what I mean? So when you get rid of um, Hispanic and you get rid of that term, I think that takes away you know, from from those people, and those people from are resented. Like a possible connection, or exactly. like building some solidarity. Right, and that's uh, really interesting. It's, yeah, that's really nuanced. Like that's, right, and those are good conversations to have. When you heard what she had to say, like, what did you think of that framing? Uh, like looking at like colonialism. I mean, I I've I've looked at that in the past. I mean, it's happened, but uh, the problem is that you know Spain was the only thing that like colonized like colonized us. You know, yeah, the, no. it was it was really Europe itself. You know, what I mean, it's so many different countries mm-hmm. from there and I, I understand the uh, uh, that idea but if you look at you know like Spain you look at like a lot of people from Spain um they they don't go by that they 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 there's a lot of people that are Mexican that were born in Spain that identify as Hispanic and don't identify as uh, Latino but they're Mexican you know what I mean and a lot and Spain has worked on you know like tearing down you know like those ideas those old school ideas of you know colonialism and stuff like that and 
and that idea and that perspective I think is is a smart one, but I don't think like I don't think that's right. You know what I mean? I don't. Just, yeah, and that's where, and that goes back to my thing of saying before is that I don't think we should be building borders between right. you know a, a country for for one country and all these other countries. I think we should be you know bridging those gaps. And you know, Spain and their government has been trying to do that as well. And actually, I actually world. don't know very much at all about like what Spain's what like government's been doing <laughs> yeah but that's, I, that's interesting yeah that's really yeah interesting. They, they've been um they've been you know tearing down old statues of actually uh coloni- colonizers mm. and conquistadors which is what they were called and stuff like mm. that that came over and you know they're trying to they they're aware of that history and we all are aware of that history but they're saying that that wasn't right and that's one of the most important parts that you know spain is doing itself um on the other side of you know you still have people that are from spain that have like those old ideologies but the thing is, is like you don't want to you don't want to um, say you want to sit here and keep that going. You're trying to you know bridge those gaps again. Right. You don't want to you don't want to continue on this idea of oh we hate Spain or whatever. I think that's why having Hispanic in there was really important. What do you what do you think is the best the best thing that's happened as a result of this thing being published? Oh, I, I think that um, everybody being aware and sparking a conversation between other people that are Hispanic and. Um, Latino. Um, I'll give you two instances. Um, one uh, girl that identifies is she's actually Haitian, and you know she's Haiti. She's like you know a lot of people. I I tell people I'm I identify as Latina, but they they don't say like they don't really believe me because I'm Haitian, mm-hmm. and you know uh, all my family does because you know it's on the island of Hispaniola, which is right next to the Dominican Republic mm-hmm. and Latin America. And, you know, they've other have had other people say that to me, that they identify as Latin American, they're, you know, Jamaican from these other countries, you know, Brazil. Um, so having, like, having these conversations with these other people, it, it, it kind of, you know, it, it kind of, like, struck, like, a, I think, a, a string, and they, they came up to me, and these people I have never talked to and have never really, like, actually like, met, and I'm like, well, I, that's why I'm doing this, because I want to bring awareness to this, and they're like, thank you. And I mean, and that's one of the most powerful things is having that, you know what I'm saying? And um, we actually hung up every Latin American and Hispanic uh, flag actually in our main hallway because um, we thought that everybody should be represented, you know what I mean? And that's one of the most important things with that. And that's uh, really, that's essentially it. Um, but we, we've had uh, other circles um, with people during this National Latin Hispanic Month, and I've had them. I haven't had the actual National Latin Hispanic Month circle yet. That's actually going to be coming up on October 11th. But um, we've had the one. We've had one circle here, um, and we 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 talked about being um, Hispanic and coming from another country and coming here and being put in an ESL and basically um, uh, for being told to forget your language essentially and mm-hmm. being put in speech and being put in that and. Everybody that was in the circle that was people I didn't even know were, you know, Puerto Rican, were Hungarian or whatever, you know, I mean, like all these, uh, all these different people are Ecuadorian and stuff like that. We're sitting here and they're like, I was told to forget my roots and people are crying. And that struck something with me because, you know, everybody, everybody remembers that, you know what I mean? Everybody remembers that speech class. Everybody remembers that you saw and being one person that like you're looking outside and I think those stories were which were being shared in that circle at the time you know one person said it and they're like i i felt the same way and they told their story and another girl told her story and then another person told their story and that 
that's those are conversations you want to have during this month. You know what I mean? Like those are things that you know people can connect to each other and people can feel each other. I mean, there's so many so much friendships that are built off of that as well. Man, that's that's really awesome, man. Thank you so much for talking to me. Yeah, no Ricardo problem. Ricardo Luis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, no problem, man. I really appreciate it, and, and like.